Hi everyone, this is Jeff. And this is Russ. When we first started Home on the RNG, we began it as a series of videos, and we produced quite a few before we realized it really works better as a podcast. Whoops-a-doodle. So we apologize if any of these early episodes have any visually heavy references that don't transfer to the audio medium. Whoops-a-doodle. Thanks for listening. us 
a lot of story. It's like George R. R. Martin amount of story and backlog here. It seemed really, really promising yeah. <laughs> watching the opening crawl. So on this island that we live on, there are six kingdoms, and then there was civil war, and then there was a king whose daughters went missing, and then there was our main character, Rooks, whose parents got betrayed, and now he's the last person able to use the card caster ability, the card master ability, the card ability. It, it's a lot of information with a lot of characters introduced and a lot of story that never really comes up ever again. Very true. The story contains a lot of betrayals. Yes, As you're playing, right. inevitably, everybody betrays you. And again, I thought it was pretty promising in the beginning with the characters when very early in the game, one of Betrayal. the characters you've been traveling with betrays you. There is a lot of betrayal. I just don't feel like we ever spent enough time with any of the characters for that to have any kind of impact. Well, since you bring up characters... Yeah, there's not really a lot to say because of what I just said. I, I don't think you spend enough time with any of the characters. Characters drop in and out of your party. Almost um, at random. Yeah, just at random, pretty much. And none of them are very well developed or... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the writing team put all their effort in the story into the opening narration. The backstory. And then they just kind of forgot about it. And the game itself only has like five dungeons. That's the entire game. And if you were to take all the cutscenes, every minute of dialogue from this game, and cut it into a movie, at best, probably 20 to 30 minutes. And that's being yeah. a little optimistic, yeah. actually. That's how much story is in this movie. It is, first and foremost, a dungeon crawler. Yes, definitely. Uh, so, as, as we've explained, there's not a lot to the, his, the, the story, or the characters, even. No, my favorite characters were honestly the elemental spirits <laughs> that Who, you can summon and they have, to help you. They have maybe a line of dialogue. Yeah, exactly, but they, were so, but they were so pretty. <laughs> they, they were all really colorful, and they were really well designed. <laughs> the little sprites were well designed. Now, normally I make fun of Russ for just choosing characters based on how pretty they are, but there is no other criteria no. to judge characters on in this game. That's as good a method as any. Right. Uh, so, we'll talk about one thing I think the game does fairly decently, the combat system. combat system is a fairly standard uh, first-person point-of-view uh, menu-based combat system. Yes. You know what it reminded me of? What did it, what did it remind you of? Princess Tomato and the Salad Kingdom. I was hoping you were going to say Dragon Quest, because then I'd be like, yeah, it's kind of like that! <laughs> Instead, you picked something I've never heard of, which is, you know, normal, I Which suppose. will be our next review. Oh, God. Not really. No, I'm kidding. Um, One day. So all of the characters and all of the enemies and pretty much everything in this game is represented by cards. So as you're walking around the dungeon, you turn around, there's a card, and whenever somebody dies, their card gets torn. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can actually see you tear their cards as you win. Uh, your party always has an elemental character. Your party the best is, character. Always, is always at least Rooks, your main character, and an elemental. And eventually you unlock all four and you can cycle through them and they're always in your party. 
They regain health and magic with every step they take in a dungeon. They're immune to status effects, and if they die, it's not the end of the game. If any of the other characters die, the game ends. Yes. There are no items to bring them back. There's no phoenix downs, there's no secret herbs, nothing. They die, game over. Any of them. Uh, you have the magic ability to resurrect the elementals with nobody else. Which would be a problem, except you almost never have anybody in your party. Right, that's what I was going to get to. Is I <laughs> Part of the reason you can't really get to know the characters is although you have the potential of a party of four, it's mostly just the main character. And, it's and the elemental, yes. So as the characters cycle in and out of the party, it's you you get any one given character for maybe two dungeons at most. Maybe I think there's yeah. And their story dungeons. reasons for joining or leaving the party are as bare bones as possible. Just like right. oh, there's something shiny over there. Seen a couple chapters. Yeah, yeah. And the end boss is just you and your elemental. Right, exactly. The end boss of the game <laughs> is just. You and your elemental, no party. I feel like it artificially makes the game more difficult than it needs to be. Which I, I did not feel that the game was that difficult. Just but it would have been frustrating. And it would have not been even as frustrating as it was if they had actually given you a four-character party at, at <laughs> any given time yeah. at the end game. Uh, we keep saying elemental. One of the things that the game tries to focus on, although I largely ignored it, is the elemental affinities. Almost every monster you encounter is uh, affiliated with a different element. You can tell by the color on the outside of their card. Yeah. It's and funny that you ignored it because I actually used it a lot. Really? I did. It reminded me of Persona, actually. Okay. And I actually used it to my advantage. And I really did swap in and out the elementals, like depending on the types of elements monsters that I was fighting against. So Russ was so really... I really actually liked that part of the combat system. Okay, see, I just kind of ignored it. it and went through the game, but Russ actually and did. And all the elementals can, like, give each character of your party, which Oops. sometimes is the only yeah. one character, but can give everyone else in your party, like, that elemental affinity. Yes, so I, they I messed with that once damage. or twice, and it bit me in the butt more often than not. So but I, I all funny because I always used it. Now did you do the thing, the main character can also buy cards in town uh, and these cards are fairly cheap, they're all elemental based and if you use one, two, or three of them that's basically another way for him to cast magic other than the spells that he learns. Right. So it's just like three lightning. Did you do that a lot? I did that a lot. See, I, That's I, how you beat the bosses I felt. I, I did it once. Is you... <laughs> See, I did it for every boss. I just brute forced my way the game. I actually cheated, and I would look up... <laughs> I would look up the infinity, affinity of the next boss that I was fighting, and that's literally how I did. I think every boss fight, or a lot of them. That's fair. Yeah. So I used, it, I used that a lot. All right, so Good for them for that gameplay. So I feel like Russ got more out of the combat system than I did. I thought it was a, a serviceable combat system. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like Russ actually got a, a good chunk out of that combat system. I did. I liked the elemental. So if you portion. could transport that into like a better game, into a better game, that would be exceptional. Which is Persona. <laughs> so <laughs> we've already played that game. So next up, we have kind of our our dump category. This is where we 
put pretty much everything that doesn't fit somewhere else. Innovations! Yeah. Yay. Innovation. Okay, so unlike I think every JRPG we've played up to this point, there's no world map. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you're in a town, which is, it has a couple of things. Basically, you turn in the circle around the town, look mm -hmm. at the shops, and then when you're ready, you go to the dungeon for that chapter. Right. That's how the entire map element works. Uh, and this is as good a time as any to talk about what we've alluded to. This is an isometric dungeon crawler. Yes. It is first-person point of view, walking through dungeons, walls on either side of you, you turn, you walk forward, you turn. It's hell, is what we mean. <laughs> I'm not a fan of them. I'm really, Maybe. I don't enjoy them. They feel claustrophobic. They feel clunky. Uh, and, and they feel clunky because it's that, you know, one square at a time. One square Correct, motion at a right. time, 25 degrees at a time. And it doesn't help that being from the Super NES generation, all of the hallways look exactly the same. There is kind of a help in that this game had an automatic mapping system, mm -hmm. so you could pause it and you could see where you've been in the dungeon, which helps for most of the dungeons. But not all of the dungeons. Yeah, most of the dungeons were fairly straightforward. Even though it was an isometric dungeon crawler, I didn't mind so much because the dungeons were manageable. And then you get to the ice cave. Uh, I'm gonna actually I'm going to put this up when I edit this, and you'll be able to get a better look at this. But this is the map I had to make for myself to get through the ice cave. Because you start out on the first floor, then you go down to the second floor, then back up to the first floor, then down to the second floor, then down to the third floor, then back up to the second floor, then up to the first floor, then down to the second floor, then up to the first floor. What Jeff is saying is that he had a lot of fun playing this dungeon. This was your favorite dungeon, wasn't it? And it's unlike any other dungeon in the game. The rest of them are fairly straightforward. Mm -hmm. This one had dead ends that it would take you 40 minutes to realize it was a dead end. There are huge chunks of the map that are nothing but dead end. <laughs> but you have to explore all of them to know that. And this game also... You really have to explore every nook and cranny because the way treasure chests work in this game, mm -hmm. you can't see, they put treasure chests in most dead ends, but you can't see them unless you are literally right on top of them. Right. So you have to go all the way, even though you can tell all the way to the end of this hallway it's a dead end, you've got to go all the way down there just in case there's a treasure chest. Again, artificially making the game longer, more challenging than it really was. Also, you never knew when you were going to get the boss fight that was going to end the chapter. Right, yeah. You'd Which I think is the reason that I gave up playing this. That one time <laughs> I rented it as a kid because I just, like, walked into a boss. All the bosses, none of these bosses except the end boss are in a special room at the end yeah. of the dungeon. No, they're all just, like, at just a certain point in the dungeon, boss fight. Right. And by the way, that boss fight means the end of the chapter. Right. Gosh, I hope you're not low level because you're moving on to the next chapter where the enemies are harder and you mm -hmm. can't come back. Yep. Also, I, I figured out how to buy armor by accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, you go to the weapon store that's labeled weapon store. Right. And you see the list of weapons that they have for sale. At no point does the game tell you that this is page one of two or page one of three. Okay. And it says weapon store. 
So it took me by accident figuring out that if I scroll all the way to the bottom of the list, the next page would be all the armor that the weapon store sells. Nice, 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 nice. I actually played for a little while before I realized the weapon store sells armor on a second screen that I didn't know that it had. So you artificially made the game harder in the beginning. I did. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's no save points in dungeons. The no. only save point is in town. Right. And if you're deep in a dungeon and you think you're about to have a boss fight, too bad. You either go and fight it or you start the dungeon over again, basically. Yep. Uh, rear attacks, whenever you're attacked by enemies from behind, which can happen, it actually turns you around, which is exactly what you want when you're exploring a labyrinth. You want to, to not... Be, right, yeah. to be turned around and then... And then you get into a big fight. Then when you finish the fight... You have to remember that you're now facing the opposite direction instead of going, okay, I'm facing this way, i got to go this way. Right. Uh, you do have the option to join the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Right near the very beginning of the game. That's become kind of a trope it that, really, I never, that I never realized. It's come up yeah. more often than I expected. Of course, even if you join them, they still want to fight you. Yeah. Uh, and I got one last note. Uh, the encounter rate is bizarre. Because there'd be times where it's like, I'd get a fight every two steps, and then I wouldn't ha- have a fight for like two minutes of walking around. Yeah. The encounter rate's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. I agree. Did, did I leave anything out? I think that's about it. I, I, I wanted it to be more innovative in the card system. I was kind of excited about the card system because I didn't remember anything about it. But the fact that it's just buying cards and then you pick one, two, or three cards to use, I think in a better game, <laughs> that would be a really, really good system. All right. So next up is the category that Russ and I are absolute experts on. Music. Music. So I got my fancy paper here again with the wacky uh, Japanese names. Well, that's racist, so you probably shouldn't say wacky Japanese names. So we have this list here (laughs) with these uh, perfectly ordinary Japanese names that are strange enough to me and my tongue that I cannot pronounce them. So Russ, these two old gentlemen right there. So we have Jun Ishikawa and we have Hirokazu Ando. Who, neither of whom I've heard of, but again, I don't really know anything about composers. Anyway. Well, apparently, both of them, they tend to work together a lot. Okay. Uh, they are most famous for their work on the Kirby soundtracks and Super Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, as for the music... Kirby has really good music, but we're not talking about Kirby <laughs> no. music. <laughs> no, why would we be? We're stuck talking about Arcana. <laughs> and none of it was noteworthy. It's none- probably my... My biggest contribution to that, I tend to only notice music in games when it's really, really good or really unique. It, it was, was very unique. generic. It was very generic, yes. It, it was, was absolutely generic. If you need generic JRPG music, look no further than the Arcana soundtrack. On sale, nowhere, I would imagine. Yeah, it's, probably, it's probably the music that they put in those RPG Maker games or something. <laughs> All right, so I, I think... I think it's time to wrap this up. (laughs) So, my final thoughts on Arcana, if you couldn't already tell, are not good. 
Um, I was pretty disinterested in this game. Um, like I said, I liked the elemental system. I obviously used it way more than Jeff did. Probably just because I was trying to find some way to make this game enjoyable. Um, it wasn't difficult, it was just frustrating. Um, and it was too long for only being five dungeons. Um, I go ahead, because I'm an extremist, and just give the game an F. <laughs> because I really don't want to experience it um, ever again. But thank you for watching. I'm going to try and balance out my opinion of Arcana a little bit better than the rest did. But first and foremost for me, I play games for the story. I, I'm the guy who actually cares about the story of Mortal Kombat and the characters' backstories. I like stories. And one of the reasons I like JRPGs is because they usually have such a rich and heavy story. Um, some of this I feel like was very poorly translated because there were times where I didn't know why something was happening. <clears throat> There's one battle where you lose a character, you lose an elemental that you had that you had gained. You have an elemental, and the monsters go, gee, it's a shame you don't have that elemental. Well, I do, but then I didn't for that paddle, and then I had it back again. Uh, there's no story to this game. There's the backstory at the beginning, but then it really feels like, for the people making the game, it feels like the story was an afterthought. Like, oh, we have to put something in there to link these dungeons together. So, there was nothing there for me. But to try to be fair, if you're an isometric dungeon crawl fan, if that's just a mechanic you love, you love drawing your own map and figuring out these dungeons, and it's a decent combat system. If you don't care about story and you just want a dungeon crawl, you might enjoy this game. It's entirely possible. I'm not as extreme as Russ, but the best I can give it is a C. Because it had a decent combat system, and it was... As far as isometric dungeon crawlers go, it was a prime example of its type. It's just the utter lack of story that kills me more than anything. So, there you go. All right, so that is our review of Arcana, which was clearly <laughs> so enjoyable. <laughs> and uh, I, I picked a rough one. Uh, in fact, we you had all you always do. No, you picked Breath of Fire. I did. No, I did pick Breath of Fire. I will give you okay. that. Okay. Yes. I, I picked Great Greed, which turned out to be a lot more fun than we thought. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not always on me. <laughs> but to try and cleanse our palates after this well, complete another yes. misfire. Right. No, no, that I picked the next game. And what did you pick, Russ? I picked the Sailor Moon RPG. I'm just kidding. I really didn't. I, <laughs> I played the wrong game. I have notes for a totally different game. Have you ever played the Sailor Moon RPG? I didn't know there was one. Well, we'll do that eventually. No, we won't. No, for real, I picked Chrono Trigger. Yes. We because I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> Russ needed a good RPG <laughs> before he hung himself by his I own think, socks. Yeah, exactly. I was getting to the point that I may never play another RPG ever again due to this experience. <laughs> Breath of Fire and Arcana back to back. Unless we could play Chrono Trigger. So, that was my ultimatum. 
ultimatum. We alternate every time. It's he picks one, I pick one, he picks one. So his ultimatum was, I get to pick one. Well, it's your turn. What do you want to pick? What yeah. kind of ultimatum is that? <laughs> anyway. I do what I do. Okay. Uh, so we'll see you guys next time right. for Chrono Trigger. Thanks. Uh, don't. Oh, oh, we should tell them where they can play Arcana if they want to. On the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's they, it. That's it. There's no reports. There's no re-releases. It's on the SNES. Find yourself a ROM or find yourself a cart. Yeah, don't. That's it. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. If you want to play a good RPG from HAL, there's always Earthbound. True. See you guys. Bye. Home on the RNG is a presentation of Mad Centaur Productions. You can find Jeff on youtube.com slash Productions or on Twitter at Jeff Centaur. You can find Russ on Twitter at RussMac25. Thank you for listening, and remember, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast with you. Combat system is. A I didn't have my glasses. Oh my goodness! I'm sore. Okay. Do you have your glasses on? Yes, I do. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, Mama's gonna buy a diamond ring. I don't really know any more of that song. But, Excellent. Perfect. But I hope that that soothed you to that sleep. That is the exact length that I, I needed. <laughs> I think if that diamond ring turns brass, Mama's going to no. have a looking glass. No. Okay. No. And if that looking glass no. should break, Mama's no. going to buy you. Okay. So. <laughs> wow. But I'm rolling. What do you want from me? I'm, I'm rolling. I'm ready to work. I can't wait until Lauren joins us and we have some goddamn professionalism. <laughs> <laughs>